Two weeks ago, we uh, were in Luke chapter 16. And uh, knowing that Easter was today, and uh, remembering Jesus' words at the last part of that parable, when he was uh, talking to the Pharisees, I thought to myself, I need to revisit that passage of Scripture. Um, Because... It, it pertains to today. It pertains to the resurrection. And, uh, and so in your outline this morning, you have uh, the last few verses of uh, chapter 16. And uh, if you remember the story, there was a rich man, and he was in Hades. And uh, there was a poor man, uh, Lazarus, and he was in, next to the, the side of Abraham, what people often retur- refer to as the bosom of Abraham. And this is the only place in scripture where it refers to the, the bosom of Abraham. But, uh, but the rich man is in torment. He's, he's suffering greatly and he's concerned about his brothers who are still alive. And so he pleads to Abraham to send Lazarus back from the grave to warn Um, warn his brothers about what is happening after life on earth. And uh, Jesus says these words. Now, let me just read verses 29 through 32 as uh, we pick it up here. And Jesus said, or then the rich man said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house. This is the rich man speaking. For I have five brothers, so that he may warn them lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Seriously, Jesus? If if someone doesn't ri- if someone rises from the dead to warn those who are living of the impending doom, they're not going to hear a dead man. They're not going to listen to someone who's ro- risen from the dead. And we need to understand the context of who Jesus is talking to. He's talking to the Pharisees. Jesus has been talking about money. The Pharisees love their money. They love their public image and what their money does for their public image. And Jesus is saying in in Luke chapter 16... Pharisees, your heart is so hard that if someone were to come back from the dead, if if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, all that the Old Testament has to say, if they won't listen to them, if you won't listen to them, you're not going to listen to somebody, they're not going to listen to somebody who's come back from the dead. That's how hard their heart is. You know, that's the tendency of what happens when preachers talk about money. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about money this morning, but it reminds me of a story. There was a, there was a pastor that had, um, had come up with three different sermons. 
and the sermon and the pastor said to the church, I'm a bit perplexed this morning as to what sermon to preach. I've got three to choose from. I've got a hundred dollar message that lasts five minutes. I have a $50 message that lasts 30 minutes. And then I have a $10 message that lasts an hour. And I need your help. So we're going to take an offering this morning, and I'm going to see what message you want to hear this morning. (laughs) It reminds me of uh, another sermon that a preacher uh, preached one time. It was on an Easter Sunday just like this. That pastor was always early to church. I mean, he was uh, getting things ready. You could always count on the pastor to be one of the first first men there. But here it was, Easter Sunday. The choir was rehearsing. The worship team was rehearsing. The pastor was nowhere to be found. Uh, here it comes time to, for the worship service. And still, there's no pastor. The worship pastor begins the service. They do the song service. And still, no pastor. And the worship pastor is thinking, I don't have a message prepared. And so after the song service, he goes and sits down. And there is a huge, awkward silence. What's going to happen next? And in the middle of that awkwardness, the pastor barrels through the back doors. I mean, his hair's a mess. He's disheveled. He's got this wild eye look. And he screams at the top of his lung, He is risen! And then runs out the side door. And that was the sermon. That must have been a $1,000 sermon. I don't yet have the courage to preach that kind of sermon. But here, here is Jesus telling this parable. And he's uncovering the hearts of the Pharisees. The rich man desperately wants Lazarus to go back from the grave, to, to, to be risen and go and warn his brothers. And Jesus says, they have Moses and the prophets. They have all that they need. And if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they're not going to listen to someone who's come back from the grave. You know what? That's a true statement. This is how hard their hearts were. In just a few weeks from this parable, Jesus is going to get word that his friend, another Lazarus, is sick. And Jesus delays and then finally gets to Mary and Martha. And Lazarus is already dead. And you know what the Bible says in John chapter 11? He rose Lazarus from the dead. Now there were some people, the Bible says, that they believed in what they had seen. But there were others, they didn't. They were skeptical, and they went, and they tattled to the Pharisees. And when the Pharisees heard this, the religious leaders, they began to scheme as to how they could put Jesus to death. This was the heart of the religious people. 
Now, the thing I want us to walk away with this morning on this resurrection day is that you can believe the Word of God and what it says. I want to encourage you that your heart not be so hard that it doesn't have room for the truth of what Jesus has to say. God has given us his word to encourage us, to strengthen us, and to guide us into all truth. As we read the word of God, that we, that we have all that we need for direction, for peace, for security, and contentment. God wants to use his word, Christian, to strengthen your heart and your faith. But in order for it to do so, we've got to read it. We've got to know it. And we've got to believe it. God wants us to put our trust and confidence in what the Word of God says. Is your heart ready to receive it? Is your heart ready to believe it? Again, the Pharisees, their heart was full of money. Their heart was full of their public image. Their heart was too full for the truth. And my question to you this morning is what is your heart full of? Does it have have room for the word of truth? What's in your heart this morning? Some of you have fear. You have health issues that are on the horizon. And you're scared to death of those doctor's reports or what the doctor's about to do or what the doctor's about to say. Is it fear? Is your heart full of anxiety? Over your job? Over relationships? How things are going to work out this morning? Is your heart full of stress? Some of you might be thinking of all that you have to do this afternoon. And you're working on your to-do list right now. And your, your heart is consumed with that. Is it depression? You know, you're just, you're just in, you're just in a ditch emotionally, and you don't know how to see yourself out of it. There's just this this black cloud of darkness that's following following you wherever you go. What's in your heart this morning? Struggle with finances, sorrow. You have a critical spirit? Where's your heart? This morning, 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and through His Word, God wants to remind us and tell us that we have everything we need to live this life for Him. Who you gonna believe? Who do you believe today? Who are you listening to? Do you listen to the Congress? We're in deep trouble if we're listening to Congress, aren't we? Do you listen to a particular political party? We're in deep trouble there, aren't we? Whether it's Democrats or Republicans, they will always let you down. Do you listen to social media? Oh, Facebook, Twitter? Oh, please. That will always disappoint. Do you listen to the media? CNN, Fox News? Do they always get it right? No. Do we listen to the newspaper? Or go to the internet and listen to read AOL News or whatever? I mean, there's a lot of different things that we listen to. And sometimes we trust. But they always let us down. And my question is, why do we spend more time reading about those things, leaning on those things, than we do the Word of God? My friend, God's Word will never let you down. You can can trust His Word. The Father and His Word is the only thing you can trust. Think about Jesus on the cross. Good Friday. There he's hanging between heaven and earth. And the last words he says, in Luke chapter 23, verse 46, Father, into your hands, I entrust my spirit Think about that. Jesus is facing the darkest moment of his life. The father has turned his back on the son. It is completely dark. And Jesus is hanging on the cross. And in his darkest, loneliness, most rejected moment, Jesus says, Father, I entrust my spirit to you. The son continued to trust the father. That's how Jesus wants us to respond to the father. Jesus knows the father. Jesus has questioned the father's authority when he has said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But Yet, Jesus continues to trust. I like what the psalmist says in Psalm 33, verse 4. For the word of the Lord holds true, and everything he does is worthy of our trust. Everything. 
And so here Jesus is telling this parable to the Pharisees. And Jesus says, they have Moses and the prophets. They have all they need to know the truth about eternal life. And that they won't listen to Moses and the prophets and church, we've got it even better. We've got the New Testament. We've got the disciples' testimony. We have all that we need, all that's necessary to trust and follow and know the truth. And we have Jesus himself, the perfect prophet, the perfect king, the perfect man, God himself, telling us we can believe the word of God. Folks, you need to go back and you need to be encouraged by your Bible. The events that happened to Jesus on Friday were not an accident. People didn't take his life. The Bible says he laid it down voluntarily. The Bible says that Jesus was born to die. And as you read the Old Testament, there's shadow after shadow after shadow of what is yet to come. The Messiah, the Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice that is going going to give his life for the sin of the world. Read it, my friend. Appreciate it. Know it. Believe it. Jesus is saying this morning that it is true. Do you believe? Now, as we conclude this service this morning, I'm going to ask for a little audience participation, okay? Um, Now, when I ask you if you believe, if we believe, I want you to be bold, okay? I want you to shout it out if you believe this, okay? And if you are anemic, we're going to keep going over and over it again about with this until you get it in your heart, okay? But I'm going to share some things of what the Word of God says, and then I'm going to ask you, do you believe it, okay? And then in unison, I want to hear you say, we believe. Got it? Oh, I'm not convinced. So convince me, okay? When Jesus says... I will never leave you or forsake you. Do we believe this? Oh, very good. Okay. Jesus said, when I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father but by me, do we believe this? All right. Jesus says, all who keep my word... My Father and I will make our home with them. Do we believe this? 
Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Do we believe this? Jesus says, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do we believe this? Jesus says, humble and confess your sin. And Jesus says, neither will I condemn you. Do we believe this? Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good courage, because I have overcome the world. Do we believe this? When Jesus said, I am going to die and come back three days later. Do we believe this? When the Bible says Jesus died for your sin, do we believe this? When the angel declared in the Bible, he is not here, he is risen, do we believe this? When Jesus said to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen, but believe, do we believe this? God wants to bless your life, child of God. But God can't bless your life. God can't give you everything he needs if you're not in his word. Because it's in his word that God has revealed himself. And he's ultimately revealed himself in his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the word of God. Believe. Believe. He'll bring you out of that darkness. He'll bring you out of that depression. He'll bring you out of those anxious thoughts. He'll make you a generous person. You won't be tied to your money or your self-esteem, your public image. No, you will be a child of God. Believe. I want us to stand and I want us to sing the song, We Believe. We sang it a few weeks ago. The words are on the back of your outline this morning. Let's sing this from our heart this morning.
friend. Have room in your heart to believe this book. This book will never fail you. And I know some some are disappointed with God. You feel like God has let you down. Go back to Jesus on the cross. The Father has turned his back on the Son, but Jesus continues to believe. Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. And he dies. Your situation can't be worse than that. God is sovereign. And no, you can't 
explain your circumstances. But God sees the bigger picture. And you need to keep believing. Let me read just Luke chapter 24. The women are at the tomb. And they came across the angels. And the Bible says in verse 5 of 24, And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day arise. And they remembered his words. God has given you everything that you need in this book. And Jesus himself has come back from the dead. And he asks you to believe. Don't let your heart be so crowded that you don't receive the word of God. This is life. Let's pray. Do you believe this morning, Christian? Do you believe, seeker, that Jesus is alive? Jesus came back from the death, the dead, to validate his crucifixion. Jesus died for your sin. Jesus wants to make you right in the eyes of God. It's only the cross that will make us right in the eyes of God. God gave us the cross, not a ladder. We can't work our way up to God. God came to us in Jesus and died in our place, in your place. And he brought you to church this morning to know that and to believe it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, when you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, Lord means sovereign God. He's in control. And you're saying, God, I want you to be my Lord and Master. When you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. And God wants to save you this morning. How? You believe. You surrender your life. Say, God, I've made mistakes. I'm wrong. 
I believe Jesus died for my sin. I want to trust you as my Lord and Savior. And if that's the prayer, if that's the cry of your heart, guess what? Jesus has come into your life and has given you new life. That's the message of the Bible. Christian, what's your heart full of this morning? And you've neglected the Word of God. And your life is a mess because you're not trusting God, you're trusting your resources. Jesus this morning is saying, stop it. Believe me. I'm here for you. You can trust me. I'm not going to let you down. Father, your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And I believe with all my heart this morning, the God that you're speaking to people's hearts this morning. Help us to believe you. You want to bless those who cannot see and yet believe. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.